My Fitness Recovery, Workout and Health Tips for Everyday Life. doTERRA greens provide one to two servings of fruits and veggies, lab tested, mother approved, great nutrients and vitamins for your daily grind. Scan and shop the QR code. Follow and like. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest today, Donna Ricardo, and she is calling in from beautiful Denver, Colorado. Welcome to the show, Donna. Hi, Beverly. Thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, we're going to have a great time tonight. Donna Ricardo empowers entrepreneurs to use public speaking to grow their business. Well, of course, then she's a speaker, a trainer, a coach, and an author. She is the CEO and co-founder of Red Stiletto Get to the Point. She is here today to share with everyone how you can speak your way to the bank. Now, that's what I want to know about. How do you speak your way to the bank? Because I'm oh. ready to go. Yeah, well... Because speaking is the best way to get seen, heard, and known as an expert in your field. It's the best way to get visibility and be known as that expert. So it gives you authority when you're the person in front of the room. So you get more exposure and you are able to attract more people as more people know about you all at once. So you stop being the best kept secret when you're more public. Well, that's true. And who wants to be a best kept secret? Nobody. We all want everybody to know us, right? Exactly. So that little stiletto, how, how did you come about that name? You know, it just, it, it came to me. It found me. I was talking with a coach friend of mine maybe seven or eight years ago, and we were talking, both of us, about we'd been working together for this coaching company, and we were both looking at what was next, and it, I, I couldn't tell you where it came from. It was an inspired moment. It came to me, red stiletto, get to the point. <laughs> And uh, it was born and I wasn't ready for it at that time. But when the time came a couple of years ago, it just, it had never left me. And so I knew that was what I had to go with. Oh, that's really cool. You know, so many things just kind of like happen and you just kind of have to flow with it. You may not always know why it got here, what it's doing here, but obviously it's hanging around for a reason, right? And exactly. so you just go with that. So exactly what does Red Stiletto get to the point do? Obviously, we get to the point, right? Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's, you know, that's also the get to the point part is just one of my things, because I think it's important when we're speaking, we have to remember that the listener is not inside of our heads, and that we need to be succinct, and we need to get to the point, and they don't need to know our last 30 or 40 years or however many years of experience, we need to give it to them little by little by little. So I work with entrepreneurs to craft a signature talk, meaning it's their talk about what they do. They're not looking for places to speak about what other people want them to speak about. They're looking for audiences of their ideal client, and they give that talk to different audiences of their ideal client. And that is what I help them do. I help them identify that ideal client, help them really define their offer. I work with them to write their signature talk train them, coach them on presentation skills. And so that's what I do. Whoa, now that's very interesting because I know a lot of 
a lot of speakers out there, a lot of wannabe speakers are coming up in the rank speakers, right, that are looking for that because that can be the one of the most difficult things is writing that signature talk, right? So could you share with the audience a little bit about what the importance of a signature talk is and why there's a specific way to put that signature talk together and then actually be able to give an offer. Right. 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 So, yes. so share with the audience kind of how you do that, you know, and why people would come to you, you know, obviously because you're the expert. Right. Well, I think it's important that people really get clear that the talk is their talk. It's not what somebody else wants you to talk about. Let's say what you do, well, I'm, you know, it's public speaking. Let's say somebody came to me and was like, hey, can you, you know, can you do a talk on sales or marketing? And while I do include a little bit of that in what I do, that's not my expertise. That's not what I'm known for or want to be known for. So in those cases, I would say thank you for the invitation, but that's not my expertise, right? So you want to be speaking about what your expertise is. So that's really important. And I like to say that public speaking as an entrepreneur is different. And the main difference is what you were just pointing to, Beverly, is that offer. Because really, when you're speaking to an ideal client audience, you're giving your signature talk, it is a marketing piece. But I'm not a marketer, right? But it is a marketing piece. And this talk is designed in the end for people to see that offer that you make at the end as the next logical step that happens after they hear you speak. So it's designed with a connection in the first several sections. There's the connection telling your personal story because as an entrepreneur, we all have our story, right? How we got here from wherever, from there. And then your credibility, like why people should listen to you. Like what is your, what are your credentials? What, how did you get here? What's your training? Then letting people know that they're in the right place, listening to you, being the right person to talk to them today at this time. So just a few points about how to, how, like how that they're, how they are in that right place. So that looks something like mine might, mine, I think one of mine is something like you're in the right place. If you have been speaking for a while, maybe you've been winging it, but now you're ready to show up like a pro. So just for example, so a few of those points so people know that, you know, you're the expert and the, but is always the answer, like you're always the answer, right? A few things that people were dealing with and then, but, and then always you're, as the speaker, you're the answer. Then teach them, teach them something. Give them your best stuff. Teach them something about what it is you do. Now, this is a really important part because I always find, not maybe not always, but a lot of times people at this point, when we get to this point, and I'm actually working with them one-to-one. We jump on Zoom. We work one-to-one. I go through each of these sections with them. I I pull it out of them. I literally type it up for them as we speak. So when we're done with our time together, they have a finished product or a you know, talk that they can go out and pedal. But at the point where we're teaching them something, people then want to start telling them how wonderful they are and what they do and how they do it. And that is not at all what the purpose of this is because people are always in that audience, what's in it for me? So at that point, you're teaching them something that has to do with what we do, but it's something that they can now learn because that further sets us up to be seen as that expert. So by the time you get to the place where you're making that offer after you've taught them something, they have not been or ever been 
you know, inundated or told how wonderful you are, or, you know, all the great things that we can do. Instead, we've taught them something about what it is that they want to know that's relevant to what we do. Then having done that, then we can make an offer. Well, that makes perfectly good sense because, you know, it's hard to buy the person, shall we say, when all you've heard about how great they are, but not Right. Well, okay, Nobody but cares. what does that do for me, right? You know, Nobody it's, cares. It, it's it's true, you know, and even like like sometimes when you share your story, you know, you you share your story in bullets and that's what we like to do on this show as well as share that story in the bullets, right? Because people get lost in the backstory in their own stuff. And they really don't care about yours cuz it's theirs that's in the forefront, right? Exactly. And, yeah. You know, it was interesting. I, you know, early in my career when I started, you know, working with people on this level, was like they were like really offended. You know, what do you mean I can't talk about how great I am? You know, and it's like because people don't care. And it's like, you know, and I, I, I did lose some clients on that. And uh, but hey, you know, really, it is like you said, Donna. What's in it for them? Right. So yep. show me what it is that you do that's going to make a difference in my life. So why would I want to take you on? Why would I want to give you my hard-earned money just to hear about, you know, how good you are, right? How do I know how good you are if you can't share with me what it is that you're going to do for me? And exactly. Yeah. So when you when you find yourself working with, um, you know, new uh, speakers, you know, that are getting out there to put that into place, you know, what are some of the things that you find most often that are kind of the majority of what people, you know, beginning speakers, you know, do? Things that they do? Well, they often are very uncertain about what to say, not realizing that what they have to say is what they have to teach. Right? They just aren't sure about what to say or how to say it. And it's really, I think nobody wants to hear a stiff, formal speech, right? They want to be connected with. So what they have to share and what they have to say is the same thing that they're already saying all the time to people when they're coaching them, when they're working with them. I just help them put it together in a logical order that in a way that captures their audience interest and attention. Because that's what's, that's what's important when they're speaking. They need to connect with their audience. So they want to know what to say. And a funny thing is that a lot of people say on a completely different level, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> <laughs> the short answer is nothing. <laughs> Let them just hang down. <laughs> but that's, yeah, those are the two things I think. Um, and there's probably a third that comes in there is how do they provide value? However, if they're speaking about what they know and what they their expertise is and teaching from their experience, that's how you provide value. So you don't have to worry about how to provide value when you're giving what you've got. It's not separate from that. That makes perfectly good sense. That's so true. And, and it is kind of comical, you know, when you're just comfortable in yourself and you're just in this conversation and all of a sudden you find yourself coaching a complete stranger in a conversation do you ever find yourself doing that and all of a sudden here it is it's like like they're almost like the client and you're in this conversation you know and you're going if you could just record that as your signature speech right exactly. how perfect would that be huh? 
Exactly. Because yeah. those are the kinds of things there are to say in a signature talk. And it's all something that people already know because it's them. It's not something outside of them. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, when, when you can speak that way in that manner as a comfortable conversation, it makes people feel just that calm and comfortable. And it's like, wow, you know, she gets me. I, I kind of like that personality. Right. And, yeah. and another thing to smile. Right. Yes. Yeah. And Very important. It, yeah. And it, I, you know, I, I've seen, you know, and I've, I've probably been there myself. It's been so long ago since trying to think back the first time I was on stage. Yeah, what do you do with these things, you know? It's like, do I stick them in my pockets? Do I put them behind my back? Do I, you know, let them hang? A lot of times you'll see speakers, you know, bring their, their hands together, you know, which in a way is just, at least they know they're touching, so they know where they are, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, it. How, how would you share with someone when they're up there on stage and giving that signature speak? Do you have them look in the eyes of the audience or do you have them kind of look at the back room and scan? You know, you hear so many different, different ways of doing that when you're working with speakers. What do you tell them to do with their eyes? That's funny. Years ago, when I first started speaking, I remember getting coaching or it was a more common thing to be taught or, you know, told to scan, like you're saying, just meaning just kind of graze the tops of people's heads, just kind of scan the room or to look at their hairline or look at the point between their eyes or between their eyebrows. People won't actually know. Are you kidding? People know. People know when you're not looking at them. So I say, buck up, bite the bullet and look people in the eye not one person the whole time, because that is weird. And I've had people do that, I've seen speakers do that. <laughs> it's very <laughs> uncomfortable for the one being stared at the whole time. So you look at one person for maybe three to five, there's a couple different ways to do it, but one person for three to five seconds. Maybe then you move to another section of the room. Then you maybe look at, or some people like to use that method. Sometimes it could be finish your thought with one person and then move to another person as you move or finish your sentence as you go from person to person. So there's different things that you can do, but yes, you actually do look at the people. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I know a few people, they're like, I am so scared. I look in somebody's eyes and then all of a sudden I feel like I'm frozen. Right? <laughs> and, but like you say, it's time to just kind of buck up, pay attention and just, and just do it. When you're comfortable speaking, when you you know what you're talking about, and you better know what you're talking about if this is what your you know what your business is, right? Is it's okay. You just allow it to flow, and yeah. right. So, yeah. and I think sometimes people don't, you know, if they have a, a newer business, like when I started this business, it, I mean, I had an idea but I had really no idea what it was going to take to actually form a business because it's much more than simply an idea, right? Oh, red stiletto, get to the point. I'll have public speaking for entrepreneurs. Yeah, no, that's not a business, that's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> so what I began to notice, I didn't even know what to say for at first for a while. And it was my own thing. And what there is to do is just keep 
saying something, anything, just, it's all in there. Just struggle through it, stumble through it, saying right. something. The more that you try that and the more people ask questions and the more you get those words, you know, coming out of your mouth, it begins to get more clear and it begins to take shape. And then you find your business beginning to take shape as well. Yeah. They say that the first hundred stages you're on their practice after that, it gets easier, right? Yes. Donna, we're going to take a short break here and have a message from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. My Fitness Recovery, workout and health tips for everyday life. doTERRA greens provide one to two servings of fruits and veggies, lab tested mother approved great nutrients and vitamins for your daily grind scan and shop the qr code follow and like hello everyone and welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks our guest calling in from Denver is Donna Ricardo she has been sharing some awesome things about being in business and being that speaker and what it is to have that signature speak so that people really get who you are and what you have to offer them. But now we are going to find out how Donna got to that point because she wasn't born a speaker, right? No, she says. <laughs> okay. Well, share with the audience, what did it take? Where did you get that starting point to move it up to where you are today? Well, <laughs> I actually was once so terrified of people that I couldn't even look at them and talk to them at the same time. And I like to say it was divine intervention that led me to my original career that led me, divine intervention led me to being a hairdresser because you have to talk to people. <laughs> but I could look at their hair. I didn't really have to look, you know, look at them. <laughs> but somehow I was led to doing, to do that. And then from there, I was really, I'm going to say called to being a teacher, to being a trainer. And I had some pretty terrible experiences the first few times, but I just hated that feeling of feeling that I couldn't do something that I wanted to do because I was so scared and the only thing in the way was me. So I became a trainer and at first I taught other hairdressers and it didn't really go that well at first. <laughs> a company was willing to um, let me go for it. And I remember my first class that I gave was a product hair products, professional products class. It was 20 products. I did that class in 28 minutes. So you can imagine how fast I was talking about each of these <laughs> items. But I just stumbled through and then I joined Toastmasters, which is known for their public speaking clubs. And I did a lot of personal development work, spiritual growth work. And then I became part of, um, I got very involved in a personal growth and development company. And then I, be, I abandoned hairdressing. I didn't abandon. I retired from hairdressing. <laughs> At that point, it had been, I don't know, like over 20 years or almost 20 years. And then I became a trainer for them. And all throughout it, though, I was a hairdresser in New York City in, in the fashion and, you know, like the fashion world of hairdressing. And so I just love that whole thing. And I think that's why the red stiletto appealed to me because it's a little bit of fashion, something about it. And then my body just said, no, you know, you just can't do hair anymore. <laughs> and so I went full time with the personal growth and development company. 
and stopped doing hair completely. And I ended up, that's when I ended up moving to Colorado from New York. And after a little while, that's when I began this company. And I thought, well, you know, like I said earlier, just having an idea is not enough. And I thought, well, I'm just going to pull from all the different things that I've done. So from the hairdressing world and the train, you know, being a trainer, that's where I bring that in. And appearances matter. You know, how you look in front of the room matters. You can't just show up any old way. So I address that. I like to address that as part of what I do. And then the Toastmasters will say that's more the mechanics and the what to do and how to do it. And I, um, I did complete what they call a distinguished Toastmaster. So it's like the highest highest achievement you can accomplish in Toastmasters. And then from the personal development company, that's where I really learned how to connect with people, how to put material together, and how to run programs. And so, and that, and more on the, we'll say the being side of, of public speaking, public speaking, because you can't just stand there and be a parrot, right? You have to actually connect with people and make that difference for them. So pulling all those things together, that's what I bring to my company. And that's what I offer people. Well, that sounds like a great thing. All those little pieces. You know, it's interesting how you said, you know, from your other businesses and the little pieces that you brought together, you know, and I look back, um, I started in the automotive business, okay, you know, and, and then ended up in metaphysics and holistic medicine. And it's like, the things that you learned, you know, after being in automotive for 18 years, right, um, where I was buying uh, bottles, you know, five gallon buckets and 15 gallon drums and things like that, right? I started using them when I was in these oils. you know, you buy the little jars from the same place. So it's like, oh, wow, you know, and I did a lot of counseling, you know, it was a man's business and I was a woman. And so you were always confronted with, oh man, I got this problem with my wife. I don't know what the heck's going on or my girlfriend this or whatever, you know. So you're in this counseling, you know, who would have ever guessed that you would be in this business, right? And I was always into health, you know, and, and sometimes the guys would come to me and they were sick and I didn't feel good, you know, whatever. And, you know, it, so it was interesting how you say, you know, all these little pieces and parts, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it, it's not like it starts in one place, you know, and it just goes. And then when you change careers, you know, you know, it's like you start a clean slate, all these little things follow you. And some of the strangest little things that you wouldn't even dream of, all of a sudden you find yourself utilizing them in a different manner. Mm -hmm. You know, so like being that hairdresser and like you said, get, helping you probably get over what that fear of that talking to people, right? Because, you know, it's kind of boring if a hairdresser is just sitting there cutting your hair, right? Yeah. So, so what did you find the most challenging as a hairdresser when it comes to conversation? Being able to really to look at them and have that conversation. I actually took conversation classes at one time because I really didn't know how to have a conversation with people. Share a little bit about that. The conversation classes. How did, you know, what did you learn in there? What, what did it teach you? 
I remember um, two things really stand out. This was a pretty long time ago, but two things that stand out to me is one, to you can start a conversation with somebody you don't even know that has to do with things that are your environment, like things that you have in common. And then it will naturally go to more personal things because that only can just last so long, right? You can only talk about, you know, the interesting lamp or the thing on the wall or whatever for so long. And the other thing that I thought was interesting is you can actually have a whole conversation with somebody and never even know their name. A lot of people like to right away, you know, say their name or think they need to or think it even matters. Well, frankly, it doesn't matter. And you know, I've had some very satisfying, complete conversations with a stranger that I know I'll never see again and never even knew their name. But the connection was so good, was so important. And we had a great connection, a great conversation shared with each other. We each went our merry way and never even knew this person's name. Or maybe I would, you know, ask them at the very end, uh, you know, right before we part, we might just ask their name just because. But those, those two things really stand out to me, that it's the connection that really matters the most. And um, I'll also say, I'll add asking questions. So I know just being really shy as I was, that was one of the things that I did early on was, and this really worked well as a hairdresser, asking questions, because who doesn't want to talk about themselves? Oh, that's so true. People love talking about themselves. And I, I like what you said, you can have this conversation for hours and never know the person's name. You know, when I was in Denver here last weekend over Thanksgiving, Saturday night, we went out and had dinner and they had a uh, dueling pianos there playing. They had music, right? You know, and then they started dancing. Oh gosh, I love dancing, right? And so you're out there in the dance floor and it was really kind of a small crowd. And everybody was on the dance for the same people, right? And then you're almost, you're just changing partners. And all of a sudden you're in this conversation with 20 or 30 different people. And it's like you said, you don't even know their name. But everybody was having a great time, changing partners, dancing here, dancing there. It was, you know, it was amazing how you can just come together with total strangers. And at the end of the night, you go home with all these new friends and you don't even know their name. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, in the end, it's just people, right? We're people, they're people. We're all human. You can connect with anybody. Oh, gosh. You know, and after this couple years that we've had of topsy-turvy upside down, right? To be <laughs> able to have that connection again, which is really important, right? Yeah. To be able to have a like you said, that connection with people. So when you are on a stage and you're giving that, that talk of your life, right, you better have that connection. And it's, that, it's a heartfelt connection as well, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I also think that public speaking is a spiritual, I, I say it's a spiritual journey right? Because it's that inner journey and public speaking is an, I say, is an inside job, right? It's, it's not what you do out there. That's the result. It's, exactly. where you're coming from. it's totally where you're coming from. You know, I would agree with you there, it being a, a spiritual journey, because it does come from within. And when you're comfortable with what you love to do, and you're fulfilling your purpose, you can serve others and fulfill their needs, right? That's when you know you're on target, yes. right? 
So let's share a little bit about this speak to the bank. Oh, <laughs> <the speech> formula. <laughs> That's right. Share a little bit with the audience. So this is something that they can take with them, you know, yeah. even after the show is over, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So in this case, SPEAK is an acronym, S-P-E-A-K, the usual spelling. And it stands for share, prepare, educate, action, and keep it simple. So the share means, so, so this can apply to really any kind of a talk, right? But in this context, we're saying the signature talk, but really any kind of a talk can have all these elements. So first you share, and as an entrepreneur, we have our, where we came from. All of us have our story, right? And that is very connecting to your audience. And believe me, if you, so if you think that this isn't a sales situation when you're speaking as an entrepreneur and making an offer, sadly mistaken. It is a sales situation and that talk is a marketing piece. So you need to connect because nobody buys anything from somebody that they don't connect with. So you share, you share your story and really give them your heart. Like you said a minute ago, Beverly, right? Let's give them your heart, share with them, make it personal, make it vulnerable, be real with people. They don't want the glossed over version. They want the real version, you know, the stuff that twists your stomach into a knot, the place you came from, not the pretty version that you have to put a picture of Instagram up on Instagram, right? They want, they want the real deal. And then prepare. So there, this could really, the, the P could stand for a lot of different things. My favorite thing to say is the three Ps, practice, practice, practice. <laughs> so you must prepare and practice is a really important part of preparing. Personally, I like to write my stuff out. Not everybody likes to do that. Some prefer bullet points, but if I write it out, I know I'm not gonna go over time. And that is a big pet peeve for people that bring in speakers. They don't want their speakers going over time because they have an agenda to keep. So I know if I write it out, I know how long it's going to take and I practice it and I go over it and over it and over it. And that is all preparation. I practice it in front of the mirror. I practice it out loud. Once it's written, all practice is done out loud. I record it and listen to it in the car and I practice it with people. As many people, as often as I can, I promise we'll still have friends afterwards, right? <laughs> that's, you know, that's a little different because, you know, they yawn and fall asleep in your face. It's not personal. You have people in your audience who will do that too. <laughs> so prepare. Um, the E is for educate, right? And this is where in your signature talk, you're not talking about how lovely and we were already saying how important you are and how wonderful what you do is, but you educate them on something that is relevant to what you do, but something learning for them. So let them learn something new, interesting, exciting, relevant, something that they came to hear and learn. So you educate them. And then the A is for action. So you don't want to forget at the end to make that offer. So it's also important that when you're getting um, asked to speak and you want to ask the host if you can make an offer, because sometimes they won't let you make an offer if it's going to cost people something. But you can almost always offer, even though a book does cost something, you can always offer to sell them a book. Um, you can offer your opt-in, like your, you know, your free giveaway, your lead magnet, you can offer that because those are free. You could offer a call, like, um, like for instance, I have, what's, it's a speak up discovery call. So it's a one-to-one -one call. That call, if you're offering a call, it needs to have an outcome that is oriented to results that the client or the potential client would want to have, right? So 
you want to have a call to action at the end. Otherwise, why are you speaking? As an entrepreneur using that talk as a marketing piece, you want to have a call to action. And then lastly, K for keep it simple. So you want to speak, and this is not to insult people, but you want to keep it simple at an eighth grade level. You want to speak at an eighth grade level. I've even heard it said that you might practice speaking what, you're, what you want to say, like the title of your talk, the theme or the topic, practice um, with ask an eight-year-old, not an eighth grader, but an eight-year-old, if they understand what you've said, right? And then you want to put it together with language at an eighth grade level. So again, this is not to insult anyone, but to keep it simple. And if you're selling something to people, you want them to be able to follow along. You don't want people wondering, what was that acronym? Or what was that phrase? Or what did she just say? You don't, you don't want that. You've lost them now. You've lost them. And if they feel lost and left behind, or if they feel stupid that they don't know what you're talking about it, good luck trying to have them accept your offer. So keep it simple. And then the other thing about that is anymore, people come from all over the place. You just don't know who's in your audience. You don't know they speak all different languages. English is not always their first language. And you want to keep that really simple so that they can follow along and not speak too quickly. Right? Make it easy for people to follow along. You bring you to them. Don't make them come to you to understand what you're saying. So that's the speak formula. Share, um, prepare, educate, action, and keep it simple. Awesome. You know, I really love what you just said about keeping it simple. You know, when, when you're in a room full of a lot of people and there's a lot, a lot of stuff going on, noise and static and the person next to you and in front of you and everything else, that if you're talking way, you know, over people's heads, what's going to happen is, is you're, you're going to find yourself walking out like, why did I even come here? Right. So, but when you keep it simple, even with other stuff going on, people will be able to follow that conversation. And you're going to say something that's going to catch their attention when it's simplified, because that's the static in your head is always that simple, crazy, messed up stuff, right? And so to be able to have someone speak to that, but speak right. in the simplicity with the answer, right? Exactly. Not add to the noise in their head. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, wow, Donna, this was absolutely inspiring and great information, right? And everyone, information about Donna, who she is, how to work with her is all connected with this podcast. So it's going to be below the video, below the audience. Reach out to her and Find her in social media. She's all over the place. So if you want to work with her, just click find her stuff. And also let us know what you liked most about her. Would you like to have her come back? Right? And she would also love to hear what you loved about her talk as well. Right? Yes, absolutely. Donna, thank you so much for being here uh, tonight. And working with 360 Wisdom Speaks and those words of wisdom has just made a powerful impact, I know, on a lot of people out there listening. And whew, I'm glad I got an interview because I learned a lot of great stuff today. So thank you for being here. And oh, that, finishes, that finishes another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. My Fitness Recovery 
workout and health tips for everyday life. doTERRA greens provide one to two servings of fruits and veggies, lab tested, mother approved, great nutrients and vitamins for your daily grind. Scan and shop the QR code. Follow and like.